0: Fridays. In this episode of Freedom Fridays, we're continuing our study of Jesus Christ, who is Jesus, with the discussion on his deity, and his deity specifically this time, as indicated by his titles in scripture. Now the list of titles that we're going to take a look at today is a partial list, and a list of titles i don't think you could ever get an exhaustive list because some of them are titles some of them are descriptions and it takes some interpretation as to whether it's a description or whether it's a title and there's disagreement on some of those things and it's really irrelevant um, because his titles do describe him and so it's kind of irrelevant as to which ones are and which ones aren't but the list we're going to Look at today is not exhaustive, but his titles, this list of titles, is very clear that Jesus is God. He is deity. Let's take a look at the first one, and I put these in an alphabetical order if you're wondering. The first one in Revelation 1, verse 8 says this I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God. Who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. He is the Almighty. And if calling Jesus the Almighty is not an attestation to his deity, I don't know what is. Um, because that's a term that's a title reserved for God. And so. He definitely is the Almighty. Again, in this same verse, we find he says in the beginning, I am the Alpha and the Omega, which is the first and the last. Alpha is the first letter in the Greek alphabet. Omega is the last letter in the Greek alphabet. And you say, well, what? how does that show his deity? That shows his deity when you look at uh, Revelation chapter 22 and verse 13 he also says i am the alpha and the omega the first and the last the beginning and the end there are other places in scripture where that title of alpha and omega is also attributed to god the father and so it shows the trinity it shows his deity let's go to first timothy chapter six and verse 15. First Timothy six, fifteen, which he will bring about at the proper time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now we've got three titles there. We're going to take a look at one of them at the moment. And that is He is the Blessed and Only Sovereign. Now that word only is very significant. If Jesus here in this connotation, in this context is the only sovereign, that means he is over all and nothing is over him. So if he is the only sovereign, then even the father is not sovereign over him because he is in the Trinity, the father as well. And so we see he is the blessed and only sovereign first timothy 615 let's go to john chapter 6 and verse 32 jesus then said to them truly truly i say to you it is not moses who has given you the bread out of heaven but it is my father who gives you the true bread out of heaven he is the bread from heaven or the bread of life uh, verse 35 I am the bread of life he who comes to me will not hunger and who who believes in me will never thirst he is the bread of life the bread from heaven um, and he says that that comes from God and of course we talked about uh, him coming from God in the the last um, podcast that we recorded next uh if we take a look in first peter chapter 5 verse 4 it says and when the chief shepherd appears you will receive the unfading crown of glory jesus is the chief shepherd so jesus has appointed as under shepherds the uh Pastors and teachers of the churches, uh, also called elders, also called overseers, or bishops, depending on your translation. And uh, Jesus is the chief shepherd. He is the one over all the rest. Let's take a look now at John chapter 1 and verse 3. We looked at this verse last time. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. And again, this is the same thing we looked at last week, and that is that Jesus is the creator. And as the creator, the one who made all things, it shows that he is God. Not only because God the Father is also titled as the creator, but also because if he can create out of nothing the world and all that we see and even the unseen as we looked last time then he is God because God is the only one that can do that let's move on to Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 for a child will be born to us a son will be given to us And the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. He is the eternal or everlasting Father. That shows his deity, that shows that he is God. Let's continue on to Psalm 45 6. This one we're going to take a look at a few different verses. Um, not just one verse for for this title because this title is god he is he is called god isaiah or excuse me psalm 45 verse 6 your throne O god is forever and ever a scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom the kingdom and the throne referring here is the messiah not god the father and so it says your throne O God is forever and ever and you can see other cross references to that verse that will show that that is speaking about Jesus back into Isaiah this time in chapter 40 and verse 3 a voice is calling clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness make smooth in the desert a highway for our God so again he is called God Um, this verse can also be for another title that we're going to take a look at later on down and i'll explain that in a moment but just notice it says clear the way for the lord and in your translation um, many of them have that capital l capital o capital r capital d when you see all four capitals that is a special word and we'll talk about that in just a moment But it also says, make smooth in the desert a highway for our God. This is attributed in the New Testament as uh, Jesus. And again, this is a messianic prophecy here. But um, uh, John the Baptist said that he was the one calling. He was the voice. Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make smooth in the desert a highway for our God. And he did that. In preparation for the ministry of Jesus let's go back to the book of John down in verse or chapter 20 in verse 28 Thomas here when he was um, when he was doubting Jesus resurrection and now he is face to face with Jesus in the upper room And Jesus tells him to to put his hand in his side and see the wounds and believe. In verse 28, Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. He calls him God. Let's go to Acts chapter 3 and verse 14. But you disowned the Holy and Righteous One, and asked for a murderer to be granted to you here Peter and John uh, Peter here's sermon uh, before the people in Jerusalem he's saying you disowned the holy and righteous one he is the holy one he is the righteous one he is God let's move to mark chapter 1 and verse 24 saying what business do we have with each other Jesus of Nazareth have you come to destroy us now this is this we don't normally take a testimony like this because this is a testimony from a demon um, Jesus is casting out this demon and he says um, what Business do we have with each other, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. So even the demons recognized he is the Holy One of God. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 14. Do not fear, you worm, Jacob, you men of Israel. I will help you, declares the Lord. And your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. Who is the Redeemer? Jesus. Who is the Redeemer? The Holy One of Israel. Let's go to John chapter 8 and down in verse 58. We talked about this one last time as well. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I uh, say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. Now, I am is the Greek equivalent of the capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D word in the Old Testament. The Old Testament was written mostly in Hebrew. There's a few passages, uh, in Daniel and such in Aramaic but um, mostly in hebrew and that word is very special but it also translates into the self-existent one in greek which is i am and that's the new testament is written mostly in greek uh, with a little bit of aramaic diced in as well and he says i am he said this at the same time when they came to after he was in the garden of gethsemane they came to arrest him in the garden there and he said to them who are you looking for and they said we're looking for jesus and he then immediately said i am and it was the pronunciation of the i am title that caused the soldiers and the guards to fall over and um, and be tipped over like dominoes and then they had to come back to him and, and ask the same question. It was the utterance of the holy name of God. And we're going to take a look a little bit further on as to what that entails. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 4 down in verse 4. In whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. He is the image of God. And he, remember, he told his disciples, how can you say, show me the Father when I am the image of God? You want to see the Father, you see me. We talked about that a bit last time as well. He is the image of God. Back to the book of Isaiah in chapter 7 and verse 14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel." Emmanuel, which translated means God with us, is a title assigned here and in Matthew. And let's go to the Matthew passage and take a look. Matthew 1, verse 23 says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. That's a quote from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. This is which, translated, means God with us. So it's translated as God with us, and that is what they were to call him. They were to call him God with us. It's clearly uh, a term of his deity. Now, this next one that we're going to take a look at, we're finally getting to that that word with all capitals, the word Lord with all capitals isaiah 26 verse 4 trust in the lord forever for in god the lord we have an everlasting rock now that term capital l capital o capital r capital d is the four letter hebrew name that sometimes we pronounce as jehovah you've heard some people pronounce it as yahweh and it is actually four consonants it has no vowels we don't know the pronunciation it is not something that we can say however we've thrown in some some vowels to be able to to uh, express it this is the same word the same name that when god was meeting with moses in the burning bush he said tell them i am sent you Tell them the Lord sent you. So that's the one that's translated I am, the self existent one. And um, here in a messianic passage, it's applied to Jesus. Again, in Isaiah chapter 53, in verse 1, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Again, speaking of Jesus. How do we know it's speaking of Jesus? Go to verse 2 for he grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of parched ground. He has no he has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. This is all talking about Jesus. These are all prophecies about the Messiah. And so this is saying that Jesus is the I am. He is Jehovah God. Let's go to the book of Joel, chapter 2, and verse 32. And it will come about that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be those who escape, as the Lord has said even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. Does that sound familiar? Maybe to Romans chapter 10, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. That word saved just means to be delivered. Let's go to John chapter 12. verses 37 through 41 but though he had performed so many signs before them yet they were not believing in him this was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet which he spoke Lord who has believed on our who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed for this reason they could not believe for Isaiah said again he has blinded their eyes and he has hardened their hearts so that they would not see with their eyes and perceive with their heart and be converted and I heal them these things Isaiah spoke because he saw his glory and he spoke of him who him Jesus nevertheless many even of the rulers believed in him because but because of the Pharisees they were not confessing him for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue for they loved the approval of men rather than the approval of God and so John here is very clear that these passages that we looked at before in Isaiah are about Jesus the companion passage to the Joel passage which we already alluded to Romans chapter 10 verse 13 for whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved again will be delivered will be saved same thing acts chapter 10 verse 36 Acts chapter 10 verse 36 the word which he sent to the sons of israel preaching peace through jesus christ he is lord of all so the next title that we have is lord of all jesus is lord of all then going back to isaiah chapter 9 in verse 6 we have um, the next title is mighty god when he says he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace and the, the final one we are going to take a look at today is john 1 1 through 4 in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was, he was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. John 1.1, 1, 1, his last title, the Word. He is the Word of God. He is the very proceeding forth, um, the, the message of God. He is the word of God. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week on Freedom Fridays.